Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Good morning, everybody, from the ocean. No, just kidding. Uh, Although this podcast is uh, being uploaded while I'm out at sea. Oh, that's a big yawn. Sorry, sorry. I know those are contagious, so I have to watch out. But little little info here. it's three three fifteen in the morning, and uh, I'm here on land on Mighty Sparrow. I went to bed very early uh, last night and uh, sort of forced a wake up and uh, just trying to uh, get into the sleep sleep deprived sort of uh, waking up. Not when you want to, but uh, when you have to or for are forced to, because that's sort of what happens out at sea. And that's what I'm going to talk about a little bit on this short podcast that I'm trying to upload uh, for my listeners while I'm gone. So before we begin, like I always like to say, if you want to support the show, there will be a ton of content coming once I reach back to land, which who knows when that will be. But uh, you can follow the link to become part of the Patreon family, and uh, that'll be in the description. And if you want to reach out to the show, I don't know when I'll be able to answer these emails, but I will uh, get to them when I get back. So you just go to sailingintooblivion.com and click on the podcast link, and then click... Con- contact the show brain start working please holy cow it's uh it's pretty interesting when mm, not gonna yawn not gonna do that not gonna do that to my listeners uh it's pretty interesting because when you're when you're sleeping out at sea you're never really fully sleeping uh the idea of of comfortably drifting away Letting your subconscious rain, your dreams come out, all that sort of stuff, knowing that you know there's a zero percent chance essentially of anything going wrong allows you I think in your brain to just let go, be quiet and uh and get deep, deep rest now it's a very different story out at sea uh where I am right now. Really don't sleep super deep every once in a while when you're so exhausted, you might have some dreams. But as a solo sailor, you're you're sort of I don't know I don't know how it how it actually works, but it's like your ears still work when you're sleeping and you can hear the things that are going on on the boat listening for any little warning signs, things like that. And uh, very, very often, more often than not, I would say, I'd say when you go to sleep for, say your target is to get three hours or maybe four hours of sleep, which would be pretty big maximum. I'd say you have probably about a 
80% chance of being awoken uh, in the night or during the day to find something going on that your world around you, your environment is changing and you have to modify what's going on on the boat. So a lot of it is typically can be a bit of a rude awakening where suddenly you are uh you become aware of of a major change usually a squall or 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 the wind has ceased and that's that's usually what i call the uh the un unwanted nautical alarm clock because the sound of the mainsail slatting and and the main sort of booming around is is oh I'll tell you, even just thinking about it while I'm here on land, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. It's the worst sound. You're just like, oh, no, lost the wind. Now I really have to, I mean, you know, leave the comfortable bunk, go up on deck, deal with whatever. I mean, you're going to be up for a while at that point. It's not, uh, it's not a quick fix. You got to get right back to it. And, uh, and sometimes that's it. That's all the sleep you get, buddy. You're, uh, you're up now. Have fun. I'm, aren't you, aren't you glad with your life choices? That's sort of the thinking that flashes in your brain before you then peel out of your bunk, uh, and then hop on deck. Now I will say that when it's warm out, you know, high seventies, eighties, it's not so bad. Cause you're just basically hopping from your bunk. You're wearing just pair of shorts or whatever and you uh you get up there and get on it when it's cold out whoa big difference there it's uh that's like get up and start throwing all your gear on and usually your gear might be a little damp boots hat all that sort of stuff you have to do it quickly depending on the situation but then you you get up there and and you deal with it and and you know I, I don't know but off into the weeds a little bit here uh we essentially uh yeah sleep is one of those oddball things so i've never seen any sort of uh sleep trainer or sleep specialist sleep scientist i don't even know what that would be called but i have come up with my own sort of routine pre departure that seems to help a little bit with getting, you know, sort of into that, I don't want to call it the exhaustion mode, because it's not really exhaustion, um, I almost want to call it something funny, uh, I, I like the dullard mode, where you're sort of like, uh, da, 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 da. Your, your brain's a little tired, you could sleep pretty much at any time, um, but you could also stay awake and do things. Uh, and that's that's kind of the mode that I'm in most of the time. Now, now daylight will really punch that out of you. Um, but you're still there's still enough of it resonating through your body, that tiredness that you can you can sleep during the day. I mean, I've I've been on boats before where crew members or other other people on the boat say, you know, I can't, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take any of the day watches cause I can't sleep during the day. 
it's you know give give them a couple of days offshore get them into the dullard mode and sleeping like a little baby right after lunch weird <laughs> yeah so uh like i said you know i've never i've never gone and uh, delved into the science of sleep but what i do know the facts clean cut clear facts is that when you're out solo sailing you typically only get uh, a little bit of sleep here and there um i i've never been one to do the 8 to 15 minute 20 minute cat naps only only in situations where you know i'm passing by places like charleston or i'm trying to get offshore uh or trying to get back to land where i have to cut through a lot of traffic then if it's been long and I've been exhausted and it's really, really, you know, you're into the 24 hours of no sleep, but there's traffic around and, and stuff like that. That's when, yeah, you might, you might try and have an alarm set as loud as possible and be ready to, to just get a couple little cat naps in. Mm. Oh, I'm fighting these yawns. It's hard. Uh, but, oh, shoot brain work uh but i will typically try to try to sleep for an hour to four hours let's say at, at a shot and i like to if i can take some sort of mid-morning nap um that one can be a little dangerous if you get into the habit of it because then you typically have a, a good chance of sleeping through the noon position report and uh, you know, if I'm out there and I'm, I'm tracking myself and I'm getting back into using the sextant, then a lot of times I'll blow through that and that's no good. Cause then you, you know, you typically wake up, it's like one, two in the afternoon and, uh, you've sort of, uh, foregoed this, this sort of stuff. But, uh, so a lot of times I would like to, I like to actually wait until after, so, you know, you wake up with sunrise almost always because that's typically a time where the the environment around you changes a little bit wind-wise. And go through that, have breakfast, gear up for my day, you know. Um, be ready to be awake for the next five, six hours. Uh, do the boat checks. It's like clocking in for work, so to speak. And then after after lunch, after the noon position report, you know, that's sort of get that done. Then I'll try to bunk down for a little bit. And one of the things that always helps me is is books. As long as they're not the type of books like the uh, the ones that I ordered. But you get some of the old classics. Like I've got, uh, oh, what do I got? I have Contiki. I've never read that. I've only seen the documentary. That promises to be a... Uh, I don't want to say it promises to be a yawn fest, but it's probably one of those old timey uh, novels, adventure novels. So it, it's uh, I don't know, but in any event, yeah. Usually, if I'm if I if the eyelids are starting to fall a little bit, and I grab a book in my bunk, uh, you can almost guarantee I'm going to be asleep in about 15 minutes. <laughs> so I'll take a nice little nap, and I just let it roll. I'm not uh, I'm not worried. I don't set alarm clocks or anything like that. I typically, you know, if I wake up an hour or two into a nice little sleep, 
The most I might do is pop up, take a quick 360 around the boat, uh, and then right back to the bunk to try and get a little more sleep. And that seems to work out pretty well. I remember always reading one time, uh, uh, I think it's Farley Moa, it's his uh, book, Never Cry Wolf. And one of the things they talk about, or he talks about, is he's trying to like live like these wolves up in the the Canadian north and he ends up you know watching them sleep and at certain points in the day when they go to try and nap it out they they essentially sleep for 5 10 minutes or whatever and then they just stand up they do a couple little circles and then they lay right back down and and go and sleep for another you know 10 15 minutes and they do the same and uh, and he actually tries it out and says that it's very refreshing and all sort of stuff. And it's probably more that silly. He's uh he's pretty funny. I don't know if anybody's read their books or his books, but one of my favorite books <coughs> excuse me, of all time is uh The Boat That Wouldn't Float. And oh my gosh, just <laughs> unbelievable. Great adventure story. So in any event, uh me hopping up, taking a quick look around, everything looks to be okay. Right back down to the bunk. Uh, I think it does two things. In the Farley Moat uh, example, he thinks that it sort of gives you a little bit of, I don't know, a little blood flow or whatever. And, and, you know, your joints move and then you get back down into your bunk so it's easier for your body to just, you know, go back to sleep. Uh, the In my thinking, though, it's more mental where... If you hop up there, you take one look around, you see the coast is clear, the sky is nice, then uh, your brain can be set into a little bit more of a comfort zone. So you hop back down below and you sort of know, yep, we're all good for at least another hour. Uh, and so it's a little easier for me to just fall asleep again. And I'll do that. And uh, And then, you know, usually up for a little while. Uh, into the evening and love, absolutely love watching the sunset, cocktail hour, all that. And if it's a nice, clear, calmish, or consistent, I should say consistent, because calm is, is not always the best time to expect to get some sleep on a boat, because if it's really calm out and you lose that wind, then all of a sudden you're, you're up again. But, um, yeah, it's, if it's if it's consistent then I'll be up for a while as much as I can to be able to just stare at the at the sky and watch the stars and and just sort of enjoy the evening night sailing um especially in the tropics where it's so hot and the sun is just beating down uh but you know uh, normally 11 o'clock ish midnight whatever uh that's when I'm looking to get a, a nice little bit of sleep and I would call that still my main sleep is in the, the dead of the night. Uh, if I can sleep from midnight until, or one in the morning until sunrise with a couple just little pop-ups, then I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I, I would say all in all, in a 24-hour period, I'm trying to get between 6 and uh, 10 hours of sleep. And I know that kind of sounds uh, maybe a little excessive. Uh, the whole idea, maybe I'm blowing the Blowing the, uh, <laughs> I don't even know how that saying goes, but uh, I'm uncovering the 
the myth of solo sleep, solo sailors never getting to sleep and all that. Well, that's that's malarkey. Uh, sleep a lot out there. I tried to. I remember. I I think it was in. I don't know if it was in Matissier's book, uh, The Long Way, or one of his earlier ones, but he sort of mentions that. He's like, holy cow, man, if people only knew. Because he's at some section where it's it's pretty consistent, pretty calm waters, uh, and he's like sleeping 18 hours a day or something like that. He's barely doing anything, and he's kind of like, geez, if people found out about this, they'd have a whole new thing thinking about what goes on for solo sailors so i don't know um but in any event yeah so i mean just to just to sort of wrap that up it's essentially you know up with sunrise do some stuff take a nap during the day uh and then up through till till you know the wee hours and then try and get a good like four hours or so of sleep and uh and then do it all over again and you know if you're tired you just head down if you can uh i've always tried to practice that that whole sense of sleep when you can because there's going to be times where you can't and if you're well rested you're going to you're going to be able to deal with that so much better than if you are already very exhausted um you know, so that that's sort of my sleepy uh, sleep schedule. So that's why right now, pre-departure, um, if I wake up in the, the middle of the night, even though I got to work tomorrow and all that sort of stuff, uh, I'm, I'm forcing myself to go to sleep a little earlier. Essentially, I'm trying to break up the long bouts of sleeping in one shot with, you know, Three hours go by, wake up, just get up and do something, a little bit of something, and then boom, right back down. Because I'm going to try and go back to bed. <sighs> oh, got one. Dang it. Uh, it's going to be a little tricky because usually I, I haven't had any coffee or anything like that so so that I can possibly go right back. Um, but... Uh, this will be continuing until I take off and hopefully it bleeds right into the trip. And then I sort of leave pretty tired and pretty, uh, pretty, pretty dullard sort of, uh, so to speak. And then it just essentially helps me to make that transition super quick, super easy and, and good to go. So I don't know. Um, like I said, I, I guess, because people ask about this this question a lot. It's like, you know, how do you sleep out there? What the heck, guy? And for me, yeah, it really is. Uh, it's all about consistency. When when the wind and waves and everything are, are all doing the same thing and it's steady, that's when you sleep really, really well. And uh, all the other sleep is oh, just, uh, <laughs> it's really just trying to, trying to squeeze a little bit in before something changes. Uh, and, and then you gotta go, you gotta go sort of deal with something, but nothing. And I mean, nothing feels better than a nice, quick hop into the bunk and just lay your head down. And literally you are asleep in just a matter of like five minutes. And it's because you've been working hard out on the boat, 
and oh, I, I I will never, I will never in my life sleep as 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 well. And I know it sounds weird. Uh, or no, I shouldn't say sleep as well. Let's 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 really quantify this into what it really is. I will never enjoy sleeping. And I've done the Appalachian Trail, and when you lay down in your tent at the end of the day after hiking 20, 25 miles, uh, that feels good. It feels really good. But when you've been out at sea for a month or so, and you've, you're exhausted, and you get to hop in that bunk, and it's dry, and it's not salty, and it's warm, or it's just comfortable... And the boat's doing its thing, and it's like giving you this gift of like, here you go, we got it, you just take a nap. Oh, it feels so good because I and I, you know, I, I kind of wonder if it if it goes back to the like some sort of little memory is being brought up from from being rocked to sleep by your mom or whatever, right? You know, who knows? Uh, it's it's pretty crazy, but. Yeah, I, we'll have to sort of see, and then there's always the uh, the flip side of of getting back to land. But yeah, I'll save that one for another podcast. It does. I mean, I well no, I it, it's pretty obvious. Basically, you get back to land, and you're used to doing really, uh, you know, a few hours here. Trying to sleep for eight hours is almost impossible. So. Um, it takes a while to transition back where you don't wake up every three hours, um, and you're, you're, you're not used to dreaming quite as much, or at least I'm not. And so the dreams are typically very vivid, very scary sometimes, and, uh, or at least just very ultra realistic. Then you wake up sort of shaken, uh, at least I do. So that's not always the most fun thing to to look forward to getting back but also I you know I would think that some of that probably has to do with like the food and the alcohol and all that that you consume when you arrive back at land because it's not uh it's not the best uh I've never become I've never been all that disciplined about you know typically that that first week well no let in the past, let's say the first month or so when I get back, it's sort of like a big cheat day, so to speak. Uh, hopefully, I'll curb that a little bit, turn it into, go from a month down to maybe a week. But we'll sort of see. It all depends on how long you're out there for and, and how disgusting the food you're you're eating out there was. But anyway, I uh, hope you all enjoyed this quick little 22-minute podcast for... Uh, while I'm out at sea, I wonder where I am. Uh, I'm I'm essentially, I don't know where I'm going to even put this. I, I can upload this. Well, I'll do that right before I leave, but I'm hoping to gather up. If I can get like four or five of these and put one out every three weeks or something, that'll at least cover me for the time that I'm out at sea and uh, if, if it's like the maximum amount of time and... And then, yeah, it'll be cool because I, I definitely want to keep the podcast going. And uh, I, even though I'm creating it out there, I, I I don't know. I got the opportunity. I'm grinding it out. Let's just uh, leave it at that. Thanks for listening. And uh, until next time.